Literally, there is 3 billion soccer fans or football fans, Napier, where you are. Hey, guys, let's start with 10 million. <laughs> this would be great. It only fucked us really in the United States. If there is already too many chain, too many tokens, even if Bitcoin were to go to zero, which we do not want, to the edge at, at this to go bankrupt because we want teams to fight for their fans. What is one of the best ways for crypto to reach the mainstream? Obviously through sports. We've seen huge partnerships between crypto companies and sports leagues and teams, but nobody is doing more to bridge this gap than Alexander Dreyfus from Socios, creating fan tokens for the biggest teams in the world that fans are using every single day. This is how we get to the mainstream. That's dope. Hey, what's the difference between Socios and Chili's? Socios is the consumer-facing product. Chili's is the token and the blockchain that's behind it. Okay, so we have this bear market narrative that everything we've tried is dead. More Nothing's working. <laughs> it's all going to zero. Meanwhile, you have the biggest football clubs in the world using your technology, these massive loyalty and membership programs. Why? Uh, where's the disconnect? I think we, I will be very biased saying that, but we are very lucky because what we've built for the last five years is a real use case. I mean, we have real fan, real users using fan tokens and Chili's as a platform or socios uh, to engage with their favorite football team, soccer team, UFC, Formula One and everything. So even if Bitcoin were to go to zero, which we do not want, <laughs> it will still theoretically not affect our business because there will always be fans and sports team. Now, having said so, like everybody else, of course, we are suffering of the market, but because we are keep launching new features, new teams, uh, it does make sense. Right. How many teams do you have now? So, uh, we work with more than 100 teams. We have 85 tokens launched. Uh, we have nine offices. We have 340 employees all over the world. We have more than 2 million users now. Over 2 million users. Yes. And that within each ecosystem, of yeah, course, yes, of you course, have the yes. huge fans of, of each team. And so what are the most popular features at this point that, that each team is using? I know that every team has like different things that they offer. And, yes. And, but what are the most popular ones? What are the ones that have had the most traction? The, the one that is kind of the foundation of Chili's is what we call the, is voting. It's like in the crypto sphere, people call that DAO. So like, you know, you have a token, it's a governance. We've done that for four years in sports. What does it mean? When you are a Juventus fan, an Italian team, uh, for uh, since 2000, end of 2019, you have been able to vote on decision of the club. For example, uh, last week there was a vote in Turkey for a team to choose the number of the player they just sign, the number that he has in the back, you know, the, the real number of the player. Or you had another team that asked their fans, what music do you want to have in the stadium when we score a goal? It's a small thing, but it's very valuable for a fan. So all of this initiative we've done for the last five years, we're scaling more and more and more, and they're a real use uh, case. So what's the advantage of doing this with a token, you know, obviously with a platform like this, as opposed to all of the other fan-based platforms? Yeah. Why do you ask your fan on Twitter and why do you ask your fan on, uh, on blockchain? Well, on blockchain, you know that your fans are actually your fans because they own, they spend money to own this token, this fan token, this 
fungible token. It's not an NFT. And by owning this, you're part of a community. You are recognized as a super fan, fan 3.0, whatever. When you're on Twitter and you're going to ask your followers, which could be bots, which could be everything, to actually uh, vote on something, you often, especially in football and sports, you have the competitors, uh, oh, team's fans uh, doing it just to troll you. So actually, ironically, blockchain really solves a problem on that uh, by giving you integrity of the vote. That makes sense. So you've built, obviously, this massive business. You've got all of these teams. What's next? So what are the things that you're going to build? They say that the best things are built in the bear market, right? Oh, they, so. Well, you know, we, we, we grew and we launched actually 2018, 2019, where nobody believed at all what we were doing. And, and here we are five years and a half later. So we're still here. And actually, we, we grow. We, we, we had a booth which we never had before. So in, I guess for us, the next step is the last five years, we, we've built more like, a, I like to call ourselves a Web 2.2, Web 2.5 company because we are very centralized. That's the reality. And that's fine. When, when you are a mainstream or a consumer-facing product, it's fine to start like this. Now we want to open more and more the ecosystem. What does it mean? It means that Chili's became a layer one where every fan tokens are also tokens minted on that layer one, meaning that you and I and anybody else can start to develop features, can start to develop utility outside of socials.com and outside of us doing it. So what was our strength for the last five years of us doing everything, now we became something where everybody can bring value to that ecosystem and to the sports team. I'll give you an example. Here in Singapore, one of the biggest Arsenal fan base, now there is someone here, a developer, that can develop a feature for the Arsenal uh, fan token that can be compatible with Grab, which is the Uber here, or that could be compatible with another e-commerce platform that exists only in Singapore. And that's the kind of things we are pushing at. Can they build, theoretically, outside of fan tokens and all that, literally anything on your layer one that they yes. can build on any other yeah, layer yeah. one? We, we, make a we can see DeFi and, and NFTs. and So NFTs, definitely. DeFi, we're going to launch Dexes in the next few weeks, uh, or some people is going to launch Dexes in the next few weeks. But... We're going to try to be this sports and entertainment chain. We don't, we don't want to be the next BNB, Solana, uh, Ethereum for sure, or Polygon. I think everybody has, should have a purpose, uh, actually. And that's probably a topic for a very much longer conversation yeah, later. I going to ask that next. I, I believe there is already too many chain, too many tokens, and, and, and that's going to be worse and worse with less and less liquidity. So there is a massive need of consolidation in the next few months and couple of years. Uh, and we're going to lead that with some stuff we're going to announce. Um, that, that industry has already way too many operators and not enough users. It, it could be a meme, but there is many chains where there is more D-app than there are users, and that's a problem. Which is funny because if we had this conversation, let's say two years ago, the argument was there's not enough block space. Yeah. So we can have all these people rushing in, and now it's like we have so much block space and nobody knows what to do with it. 100%. Okay, so is that ever going to get filled? You're saying obviously you don't think I mean, so, it, but it, I mean, no, we, would it, need, it, we would need 500 million people right now to yeah, fill the, the no layer way. one and layer two block space. Oh, uh, for sure. I mean, there is literally not enough use case and users that are relevant for the existing uh, block space, as you call it, or blockchains in general. Yeah. But the problem in crypto, and it's interesting uh, conversation, tokens never die. So you, you can have a chain that will never be used, still people will trade your token. And it's actually a, a, an issue in a traditional business, a token, a share, whatever, will be delisted. <laughs> and, you know, people just give up on that. Here, you never give up because people have an ex economical exposure or people have a bags of their token. 
So this needs to change. I don't have the formula, I don't have the answer. And it's ironic for someone who just launched a layer one anyway. But I do believe there is But you built it, you, you launched a layer one that's, you said it is admittedly for a specific purpose. Yeah, People yeah, can for whatever they want, but you're never going to build these other things up. No, 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 for sure. And you know, I was, someone came to us today and I said, hey, we are a new layer one. I would like to work with you because you have users. I say, yes, exactly. That's why. We I started to have users and we build a layer one, not the other way around. Yeah, it's a, such a chicken and an egg situation yeah. and people are definitely doing it backwards. How big is your addressable market? Let's say you, you know, listen, everyone says, Yeah, it's a bullshit billion, number. I need to a billion people. And I hate this one. How do we onboard one billion people? Hey, guys, let's start with 10 million. <laughs> this would be great. That, that's literally uh, my answer every time I do it, but so, now I feel dumb for asking the question. No, no, no. But no, 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 but, but, no, no, no. I, I'm laughing. Sp but, but sports wise, it's, it's 3 billion ish. So, like, Literally, there is 3 billion soccer fans or football fans, they play where you are. And it's actually a fun fact. When we launched our first token, which was Paris Saint-Germain Juventus, the, how many tokens did we minted per team? Because every team has a pre-mined or pre-minted right. token. We created a, um, a ladder based on the number of fans we believe that in 10, 20 years will ever own one token. Um, so for Paris Saint-Germain, it's 20 million tokens. For Barcelona, it's 40 million tokens because it's a bigger, bigger team. Right. But for smaller esports team, it could be one, two, three, five million. Um, for us, we will be successful. We have 2 million users today. 10 million is, a, is, a reach, is reachable. We will be successful if I have 30, 40 million users. That will be really great. And I'm not talking active users and everything. I'm talking yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, registered yeah. and getting there. How do you and determine whether... How do you determine successful? Like what... what, what depend, why is that number the meaningful number? 2018, when we signed a team called Atletico Madrid in Spain, the guy that uh, signed with us said, Alex, you will be, your business will be successful the day the teams will compete to offer more to their, times, uh, to their fans because of you. Right now, we want teams to actually offer more utility and fighting against each other because we want teams to fight for their fans, which is eventually what we are doing. T today, here on the, on the stage, we presented something that we launched in January that is very cool. Listen to these guys. In Italy, in the Serie A, which is the main league of football, every time that there is a goal, there is the referee that takes the ball out of the field, put an NFC chip, NFC, NFT chip, and that ball is auctioned for free uh, to the fan token holders of the team that scored the ball. So if you are an AC Milan fan, you have a chance to, to win the ball that's, that got scored today. Now you get that ball, you got it home, you put your phone on that ball, on the NFC chip, you're going to get the metadata that is on the NFT on the Chili's chain. So that ball is certified as the authenticated one that scored the goal, etc., etc. My point here is, we are investing money to create a real use case that never existed before. Uh, that ball, till last year, nobody ever gave the fans the ball that uh, scored the goal. These kind of things we're doing more and more. It's incredibly cool. And that's actually was always the promise of NFTs. Yeah. And the excitement about what the technology could do. It was never about uh, PFP projects and cartoons. That's how NFTs became sort of popular in the yep. first bubble. But actually authenticating something, proving its provenance, its authenticity, that's actually and probably the, the more promising and more widespread potential for I'll, I'll give you another example. In uh, March, we invested 5 million euro in a company. We took 20% of a company called MatchWornShirt.com. It's the uh, number one European company that takes match one jersey. So if PSG or AC Milan is playing tonight, the players getting off their jersey, they are giving it to the company or the team is giving it to the company. 
These jerseys now are authentic, uh, authenticated with a chip. Again, you can auction this uh, jersey online. You buy actually crypto, not crypto, doesn't matter. But once you get home, you get that jersey, you put your phone there, and you can see all the metadata on the NFT uh, about that jersey. And they sell 30,000 jerseys a year. So that's the kind of things we are pushing at. Yeah, I think that that's really how we're going to actually reach mainstream adoption technology. It seems kind of boring, but... Uh, but, but it's, but yeah, that, but it's that's, cool, you know what? It's cool. Because actually, there is usage. There is people who want that, who needs that. So have you had any regulatory challenges with what you're building? I will not talk about talk? America. Can you do it in the United yeah. States? Yeah. No, well, collectible, collectible, collectible for sure we can. Yeah. Actually, in the US, we we, we, um, we never launched any token due to regulatory reason, of course, but we did partner with 27 NBA teams and 13 NFL teams. Now we kind of backed off for the time being because there is no point to be exposed in the US without launching a product. So we invested like more than $50 million there without any hope to have any return in short term. But to be fair, the rest of the world has way more to offer for the time being, so that's fine. We are very big in Japan, we are big in Korea, Turkey, Brazil. Uh, Brazil, we have 400,000 users in Brazil. And we are even us licensed in, in, Japan, um, in uh, Spain, in Italy. We have regulatory clearance everywhere in the world except in the US. Do you ever sleep? Yes, because I have a kid. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's so sad living in the US. It's frustrating. Why, why did you decide to spend $50 million in the U.S. if you knew that at least right now it wasn't going to be possible it, to operate? Is it because you just want actually, to build the groundwork or lay yeah, the groundwork? It's been the relationship. You know, now we know all the NFL, NBA owners. So we've built the relationship with leagues and everything. And to be fair, we started to invest in uh, early 21, where there was a bit of a hope of yeah, kind of like positive regulation. In all fairness... All of these get fucked up because of FTX. In November 20, well, last year, November last year, there was still a very positive momentum of possible regulation and actually oversight from CFTC. That was actually bills going in that direction. And for us, what would have been the perfect scenario because we would have been able to launch tokens, regular spot token, I mean, a utility token, but under a kind of a CFTC regulatory oversight for spot trading. Would have been perfect. FTX happened slightly too early, fucked up everything. Yeah, and that's where we are right now. But what I find interesting is that FTX was a offshore exchange. Yeah, everything to us offshore means not United States. Yeah. I'm sure it has a different definition yeah, yeah, in other countries. But it only fucked us really in the United States. Yeah, like the, rest said, the, world like give a fuck. the rest of the world doesn't give a fuck. The rest of the I was talking to Hasib Qureshi from Dragonfly, yeah. and he said. So listen, like you guys don't realize FTX, it was just another news story in yeah. China yeah. or these other places. Sam Bateman Fraser, like, cares. yeah, two days. It was like there was this huge uh, scandal in the United States and then it ended yeah. and it went on. But we're still obsessed with it and stuck on it every single day because our regulators, because we have to be there, because that's all our regulators and legislators think about when they think about this industry. They think about how do we not get fooled by another SBF? It's, you know, I come from the online uh, sports betting and online poker industry. And in 2010, 2012, I spent like two, three years part-time in the U.S. because I sold my business in a, to a listed company in the U.S. And at that time, I get to know how U.S. and regulation works in general. I'll tell you one thing. It's very clear in the U.S. Online, online sports betting was illegal till uh, 2014 or 16. I don't remember. Daily fantasy, if you remember DraftKings, Fangio, a lot I'm, of these I'm guys. I'm a huge fan of those. Uh, yeah. th these things were to the edge at, at this to go bankrupt. And one day there is one guy say, hey, you know what? Maybe we can tax that business. As soon as it became taxable, oh, that's great. It's an amazing business. The leagues became shareholders. Everybody became shareholders. All the VCs became shareholders. 
crypto is going to be exactly the same. You can regulate it, you can tax it. It's going to be the best friend of everybody. So if it's already taxed, that's the thing. It's going to be regulated. Yes. That's what it is. And you know what? You regulation regulation's not is bad, great. Though. In, in, in online game, regulation. you have to do Yeah, because you have regulation who kills industry and you have regulation who embrace industry. And you need to find the right balance. I love it, man. I love what you guys are building. I've been a long time. It's actually funny because I think one year ago in this exact same spot, I said, let's do a podcast. Let's have a conversation. It's taken us a year. Yeah. I met you in person here for the first time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So that's glad true. that we got it done, man. Thank, Thank you so thanks much. Thanks again, man.